<clears throat> Sounds yep. good to me. I think we're all ready to go here. All right. So I just click into my agenda here. Um, all right, well, welcome to the August CPRB meeting. Brandon, can you begin by reading our remote meeting statement? Yes. Okay, um, welcome to the meeting, everybody. I wanna provide a few reminders to ensure that the provisions of the Kansas Open Meetings Act are met while we um, continue to follow these COVID-19 procedures. Uh, board members and other meeting participants must state their names and titles each time they speak. Various members of city staff are present um, via Zoom and in-person attendance. We must also state our names and titles whenever we speak. All motions need to be stated clearly. After a motion is made and seconded, the chair will call on board members individually to provide their vote. The chair will then announce whether or not the motion carried as well as a count of the vote. And the agenda for the meeting provide instructions for how to submit public comment and how it will be handled in the meeting. Uh, we did receive, um, I believe we did receive some public uh, uh, correspondence this evening and we do have uh, members of the community in attendance as well here in person and on Zoom. Um, when it is time for public comment, the chair will call for in-person comment uh, for those without um, access to Zoom and uh, staff will direct them to the podium to speak. Um, and then the chair will also call for public comment on uh, Zoom. And uh, at that time, uh, any member attending can unmute and turn the camera on and speak. And so finally, I just wanna remind everybody to please mute yourselves when you are not speaking uh, to minimize um, interruptions or distractions uh, with our Zoom meeting. Thank you. All right, thank you, Brandon. Um, so before we get started tonight, um, uh, so tonight will be Assistant City Manager Brandon McGuire's last meeting with us. Uh, so going forward, Assistant City Manager Casey Toomey will be attending the CPRB meetings on behalf of the City Manager's Office. Um, and we just want to take this opportunity to thank you, Brandon, for being a resource to us over the last two years and helping us to move forward towards ensuring that Lawrence is a safe and secure community for all. So thank you, Brandon. My pleasure. Thank you. Um, Tonight's also gonna to be board member Marie Taylor's last meeting with us. Um, and just wanted to take a moment and say, Marie, it's been a pleasure to serve with you. And um, our community's benefited from your wisdom, your insight and your drive towards justice for everyone in our community. So thank you for your two years of service with us. Thank you. Um, all right, so we have a lot on our agenda tonight. Um, so let's be mindful of keeping our comments and questions as brief as possible so we're able to make it through everything in a timely manner. Um, and with that, we'll go ahead and vote to approve the minutes from our July meeting. Do we have a motion to approve the minutes? Do we have a motion to approve the minutes for our July meeting? This is Marie Taylor. Uh, I make a motion to approve the minutes from the June 9th meeting. Oh, sorry. Am I misreading that? Did I say oh. that? Oh, uh, I think July 14th is what we're approving tonight. Is that correct? Do I have the... Yeah, sorry. Uh, Marie Taylor, uh, board member, motion to approve the minutes from the July 14th meeting. Thank you, board member Taylor. Do we have a second? 
for that motion. Board Member Littleton. And Board Member Littleton, I second that motion. Right. Don't we want to talk about the minutes? Um, I apologize. I didn't. Um, is it appropriate to receive public comment for the minutes? I, I don't recall doing that in the past. Um, we can definitely receive your comments, Stephen. Thank you, Ms. Robinson. This is not an atypical moment. I've asked the same thing in city commission meetings and I'm gonna say the same thing here. I don't appreciate the way that minutes are taken with respect to audience participation <laughs> or community input. What, you put a sentence in there, it was received and there's no documentation of what was said despite the fact that, well, in the last couple of meetings, there have been a lot, there has been a lot of community input. The people who make all the money will say, oh, it's in the YouTube video, big deal. That's my response. Thank you for recognizing it. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Stephen. All right, so we have a motion and a second. Um, let's go ahead and vote um, to approve the July 14th meeting minutes. Um, start with board member Miner. Uh, I approve. Board member James Miner, yay. Okay, board member Littleton. Board member Littleton, yes. Board member Taylor. Board member Murray Taylor, yes. Board member Salvini. Board member Salvini abstained due to absence. Board member Mishra or uh, Vice Chair Mishra. Okay. Board member Mishra, I abstained too. I missed the meeting and I apologize. And um, Chair Robinson, yay. Um, we have four yays. Um, so we have approved the minutes for um, the July 14th meeting. Okay. Uh, moving on to our general public comment section, I'll just go ahead and read the public comment statement. Um, so the public is allowed to speak at public comment after first being recognized by the chair, except any complaints or comments regarding individually identifiable officers are not allowed. Rather, any such comments or complaints may be provided to the board in writing, and the board will forward such comment or complaint to the appropriate person within the Lawrence Police Department. The board may establish reasonable limitations on the allowable length of public comment. As a general practice, the board will not discuss or debate these items, nor will it make decisions on items presented during this time. Um, so we do have some written public comment that was shared with us prior to the meeting um, uh, from Stephen. Thank you for sharing that with us, Stephen. Um, and, oh, I got into the wrong screen. Um, do we have, Anyone there for in-person public comment? Yes, we do. Okay, and um, for our commenters tonight, I will be timing it um, just because we do have so many things on our agenda tonight. So we'll try to keep it to three minutes per person per comment, if you will. Thank you. Can y'all see that? That's yes. my campaign slogan and I'm gonna be your next mayor because nobody else wants to take any action. 
In this July, we're talking about the minutes in the July meeting of the CPRB, you had an officer come in here and talk about implicit bias. About a week later, 10, nine days later, I catch that officer out on the street telling citizens that it's okay for private businesses to throw individuals out based on race and sexual identity. I hope all you guys realize as a part of a racially motivated oversight review board that that's not right. There's city code, there's federal law. And I'm gonna go back to the previous month that, that we still don't have an answer on. How is it that threatening citizens to enforce compliance to illegal wishes is acceptable to this police department? How is that? Because federal law says it shouldn't happen. And just because there's a policy, no policy for it, we, we ignore that. And Mr. Mishra and there was an, another person that asked for data. I think Mr. Miner asked for some data during the June meeting to the implicit bias. I sent an email to you guys, your data was in that video when you have an officer that basically denies understanding city code in the 1964 Civil Rights Act. You need no more data to know that there's a problem with bias. I'll go one step further with the bias is last week there was a C-Post review hearing to decertify an officer from this town. Okay? The police department doesn't realize that the citizens are able to investigate as well. I thank you for your testimony. I've listened to the whole thing and I summarized it all because there's some damning shit in there, guys. This department knew. They'd been told by the sheriff department that there was a problem. And this department acted like there wasn't a problem because they couldn't see it in their numbers. But the sheriff ended up making a complaint that motivated Brad Williams being gone. But they cover it up. And we came out in June of 2020 demanding that he be gone because we witnessed his one of his last stops that you guys testified to, the stop of Tesla at, at, at 9th and Connecticut or 11th and Connecticut. That was, that was in a hearing. We complained about it. And what happened? We were threatened with arrest for stalking, harassment, because we were there with a camera. LPD worked with Douglas County Sheriff's Department to send deputies out there to trespass us from the LEC. Well, surprise, surprise, LPD, Douglas County Sheriff's Department decided to do the right thing and acknowledge that as a mistake. And Michael, surprise, can you- Surprise, surprise. About 30 seconds left, Michael. Oh, I got 30 seconds. I thought you were calling it done. Yep, nope, I'll give you a 30 oh, second warning. Here's the thing. Douglas County Sheriff's Department can, can admit a mistake. And you know what I told Mr. Grimms? I have no further interest in your department because accountability is in good hands. How about it, guys? Can we get some accountability so that I can say that about LPD? I'm running for mayor next year. Screw the bad cops and the good ones that won't turn them in. Thank you, Michael. Uh, do we have anyone else uh, present for in-person public comment? And I see uh, remotely we have Steven. Hi, thank you. You know, I need for you to understand, I've never met Michael Aravi in my life. I've talked to him on the telephone, but we have not met. And yet at the same time, he and I come from the same town and we have the same concern. This Brad Williams boy, didn't he perjure himself and prostitute the entire Lawrence Police Department and have the Lawrence Police Department support his backside, left, right, front, and center? Yes, they did. 
He did not get fired. Hey, quit. Anyway, that's that issue. The next one we run into is I have sent this board and the police department untold numbers of communications and pieces of data and resources for training. The most current one I'll talk about is the one I sent about measuring bias. We had a police person up in here talking about it can't be measured. But I sent you an organization that says, yeah, we, we do that. Let me see. See, Ms. Robinson and the board, I can't do this in three minutes. It's not right to relegate alternative perspectives to mere three minutes. It doesn't work. You're not. What it underscores is a lack of concern and an embellishment that we don't really give a rapture in. But, you know, you got the, you got the, the data I sent, the Center for Policing Equity. We are research scientists, race and equity experts, data virtuosos and community trainers using data as tools to build more fair and just systems. Our processes, be, our process begins with strong law enforcement partnerships. The next step brings in stakeholders to work backwards and identify unique points that produce any quality. Then we allow the data to guide us. See, I believe that the Community Police Review Board needs to mandate trainings for the police department and review all trainings for the police department. I believe that the Community Police Review Board needs to establish all policies for the police department because it is community-based and not people like Tony Brixius, who is sitting there, smug like he always is. Are you done with me? Is that what you're telling me? No, 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 30 seconds. You have 30 seconds. Yeah, that's all good. Once again, you see how three minutes doesn't work like this? And uh, 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 voices from the community are not allowed to say what time it is. Instead, mm -hmm. you get all of these luxury people appointed to these community boards who walk hand in heart with the police. I believe in the police department, but I believe they need to be told what to do, when to do, if to do, not. Steve, you need to do this, that, and the other, and get over there. We're going to rest your ass. Okay, I'm done. Thank you. Um, this is uh, board member Marie Taylor. Uh, Vice Chair, uh, Michelle, you'll have to take over for a moment. Um, um, Jenny's patent. I'm, I'm good to do that. Thank you. Thank you, Murray, board member Murray Taylor. Any other public comments? I see a hand raised from Alex. Alex, uh, you are recognized. Uh, hello, uh, I'm Alex Kerr, uh, Chair of the Civic Engagement Commission. Uh, I just want to say, first off, uh, Mr. McGuire and uh, Ms. Taylor, thank you for your time um, on work uh, with this board and working with this board. Um, I received some communications uh, sent to me uh, 
in this, these communications that were basically saying that, why is this board taking a long time to get items done that this board has been working on for years? Uh, that's what it said. Um, to those people that uh, wrote to me, I gave them the bylaws and resolutions uh, to this, uh, uh, from this board. Um, I know about the CPRB work group, which I believe is great, um, but I feel like the community uh, needs to know why this board is taking a long time to get items done. Uh, it's, I see this as a problem. I really do. Um, and uh, sorry, I lost where I'm at. And it, it's, it's a, I put it scary for me to advise this board without knowing that this board doesn't really, well, let me rephrase that. Uh, hmm. I feel, okay, I'll put it in this way. I feel like this board is being scary right now because it's taking a long time for items to get done. That's what I want to say. And I feel like this is um, a trust issue for the city of Lawrence, all their advisory boards and commission commissions and this uh, board. Um, I won't have time to speak with all the other stuff. Uh, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Thank you. Board member Mishra, thank you, Mr. Kerr. Item agendas. Br Brandon, you have to help me to go to the next item agenda. I don't have that file open. Yes. Okay, the next um, item on the agenda is a, a report from Vice Chair Mishra and Board Member Bickford. So, so, so thank I, you, Brandon. This is the first item on regular agenda now. Thank you, Brandon. This is Board Member Mishra. Along with board member Brickford, we met with a resident who shared concerns about that the OPA is not following stated police practices consistently. Second, knock and announce practices are done without failure to announce. And then this resident had issues, concerns about access to body cam footage. Thank you. Board member Marie Taylor, um, board member Misha, was it uh, a general concern or were there specific uh, complaints that then could have been forwarded on to the police department's um, 
Accountability Office up. I was, this is board member Mishra. This was general and specific too. This is board member Salvini. Oh, excuse me. Uh, go ahead. Board member Salvini, I just wanted to follow up with the, the second part of that question. Was was that report then forwarded on to the Office of Accountability with the Lawrence Police Department? The, I think the police chief is aware of. Did I, did I answer your question, Tanya? Board member Mishra, thank you. Uh, uh, this is board member Salvini. Um, I'm going to, um, uh, I, I guess there'll be a follow-up question to make sure that it made it to the Office of Accountability um, to, to, to close the loop. And I wanna thank you for, for meeting with the citizen. You're welcome, Tanya. Thank you. It's uh, board member Brickford also participated in that. And I wish see what she were here also. That's my view. And we did two people so that we brought different views, different understanding what we heard. It was different. But what I read out, both uh, board member Brickford and I agree. That's uh, a good summary of the discussion. And uh, Board member Brickford is working with the police department to make sure that it goes uh, to the OP. Thank you. This is Chair Robinson. I apologize. My uh, power went out just a blip and then had a hard time getting back online. Um, okay, do we feel like the discussion for our first agenda item is finished? Does anyone else have any questions or comments? Board member Marie Taylor, um, I feel like we don't have enough information to have a full discussion on on it without um, violating any kind of confidentiality that you had may have promised to this individual not to reveal um, identifying information. But um, it's it's good to know these that these concerns are uh, on their way to their appropriate channel at least for initial investigation. Um, and then we can perhaps put it on another agenda item to, to make sure we have follow-up. Absolutely. This is Chair Robinson. Any other? Uh, Sanjay, Vice Chair? Ladies, yes. So I, I think back to, this is board member Mishra, back to board member Taylor's comment and maybe I misspoke earlier too, is I think we specifically asked the resident if they wanted to have a formal complaint. At that point, they did not, but they had concerns. So those concerns have been moved on to the, to the chief. So filing the concern, filing the complaint is uh, the resident's prerogative to say yes or fine. We understand that question. 
Thank you, Vice Chair Mishra. Okay, it looks like we have um, some remote public comment. Um, I'm gonna make space for in-person public comment as well. Um, we can go ahead and start with Alex. Oh, sorry, uh, I do not have comment. I, I forgot to uh, lower my hand, sorry about that. No That's right, thank you, Alex. Uh, we'll go ahead and move on to Stephen. Hi. I appreciate your time, Ms. Robinson, and that of the other members of the board. <laughs> During the period of confusion, and sorry that your electricity went out, and how impressive you were able to get it on so correctly. Wow, we're in the first world, aren't we? <laughs> you go five minutes without electricity, you go, what? I've lived in places where you go without, you go days without it, but and I, in all frankness, I am forgetting what I was responding to. And it's sad that it comes to this because I am compelled to be a reactionary. That is to say, I have to react by the remarks made during the course of this meeting because I'm limited to three minutes of extemporaneous speech. That's not my idea of a dialogue between myself and my police department because there is nobody there, evidently that represents me and my way of thinking about it. And that is, is that I want a strong police review board that controls the show. You tell the police what to do. You tell the policies what to do. Okay, they can come in and help create it, but it doesn't seem like anything's going that way. And anyway, I will gather my thoughts more better as the meeting progresses because there's some exciting stuff to talk about here shortly. And I've got some other things going on through emails. People sending me stuff saying, hey, what are these? I won't use the words that they use. Go ahead. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, do we have any other remote or in-person public comment for this agenda item? Um, I don't believe we need to vote on this agenda item, so we'll go ahead and move on. Um, so uh, agenda item number two, uh, receiving suggestions from board member Minor regarding the police complaint process. Uh, thank you. Uh, this is board member James Minor. Um, let me start by saying that the purpose of my inquiry into the complaint process was for my education. Uh, I wanted to review the process from the aspect of a citizen completing the form. So I did it in four different ways. Uh, a library user submitting a complaint from home, uh, submitting a complaint from a cell phone, and I also talked with the police department on the, on the uh, complaint process. <laughs> So let's start with, I went to the library and used their computer. A person that uses the library to submit a complaint can Google Lawrence, Kansas uh, police complaint form, and it's easy to pull up. It comes up in a form of Word and PDF editable form. If you use a library though, you have to fill out the form. I mean, if you use a library, you have to fill out the form, print it out to sign it or not sign it, then scan it, 
copy it, paste it, or attach it in an email, then email it to the Office of Police Accountability. And that's really, that's a little bit of a little bit of work, but a staff person at the library said, uh, is there to help. And, um, but the library does not have like Adobe Acrobat Reader EDF PDF. So if, if in case the person wants to sign it uh, electronically, I noticed on the form itself that it, at the place where you put a signature at, you can't do that electronically. Uh, you have to scan it and do all that extra work, which is, I'll get to that in a little bit more detail later on. Uh, now for a citizen at home with a printer and has uh, Adobe Acrobat reader, editor, PDF, uh, we'll have to submit it the same way as someone at the library uh, because it has to be printed out, it has to be signed, it has to be done this, and uh, there's a little bit of difficulty signing it electronically. For someone that wants to file a complaint using a cell phone, uh, you have to put that on your cell phone and you have to go through the uh, process of copy, pasting, et cetera, and that makes it even more harder. Uh, but it's doable. Uh, I talked with the Lawrence Police Department about the complaint process to get their ideas on what can be improved and learn that most of the complaints are called in. Also, the citizen does not have to sign the form for it to be submitted and investigated. So that's a positive there. Um, they said that uh, they accept all complaints and they try to investigate all the complaints that are coming in. Uh, but unfortunately, sometimes they're anonymous. It's hard to track down those that are anonymous. It's really hard for some other things that come about for details and things of that nature. So what are my recommendations? First thing is when you look at the process of the uh, submitting a complaint, uh, the links in there are in the same font size as the other words in the paragraph. My recommendation is to make them a lot larger. So when you go right, when you're reading the form or you're reading the process, it stands out real clear and you know, this is what I need to do to start the complaint, start to fill out, to pull up the form. Uh, this will make it a lot easier and more visible. Number two, Make the complaint form where it can be emailed to the relevant department by clicking somewhere on the form when completed, and it sends an email to the citizen, email to the OPA department or whatever relevant department there is, and it makes it a lot easier electronically, so you don't have to do the copy-paste and the, all of that other work it takes to, to go about that. The benefit there is a form comes to the citizen in an email, a form goes, the, the completed form goes to the, the police department. So that's, that's a plus there. Uh, the next thing is we should post a slide with all the options a citizen has that can file a complaint at the beginning and end of all our uh, police review board meetings. So that when we have, so when someone comes on and says, I have difficulties. How do I go about it? If they come to our meeting at the start of it, you can call it in, you can use your cell phone, you can uh, use a computer. Uh, but one thing it, it helps is it drives a more formal complaint process. Uh, the next one is after that is done and someone has submitted it, uh, then uh, email 
mail, call back the citizen and let them know the complaint was received by the police department. That would be very helpful. Then there won't be the feeling that no, the police department, they won't know or they'll feel the, the police department did not receive their email or their complaint, even if it's in a formal process, because someone called them back, if nothing else, just to say, we received your complaint. And when this, uh, and we're working on it, maybe not immediately, but we should be starting on it, you know, as soon as possible. The last thing is improve the instructions on filling out the form. Put a little bit more wording in there and we can work on that if if it's decided that the form the complaint form and the process needs to be uh reevaluated it doesn't have to be done immediately but we can work on better instructions for individuals that haven't done it for the haven't never done it or for individuals that haven't done it in a long while but the main thing is how to drive better communication within the complaint form and more detailed information and provide the citizen with a feeling that their complaint was heard. And that that's all I have. This is board member James Minor. This is Chair Robinson. Thank you so much for undertaking that and for sharing that information with us. I think that is really valuable. And it's my understanding, I think, that the Community Police Oversight Work Group, um, I'm sure I'm getting that name wrong, is going to be kind of trying to streamline that process as well. And so this will be really invaluable feedback. I really like your idea of having a slide at the beginning and end of our meetings as well. Um, yeah. uh, board member questions, comments? This is board member Salvini. Uh, it, thank you so much. Um, really appreciate that. And I, I think that review um, it could be very valuable for that, that work group um, and going forward to make sure um, the improvement of accessibility and um, response, reply, um, closing the loop um, can be very helpful. So thank you. Board member Taylor. Board member Murray Taylor. I think um, just to echo what um, board member Minor is saying is that there is a lack of uh, IT investment in, in the form process. And I, and I think that's something that they have to find the funding to do to build out the, the web development that would support an, uh, a more electronic process with an automatic read receipt um, response back to the complainant when they fill out a form and have that all happen electronically, not with this paper business. So I wholeheartedly agree with that recommendation and, and also the other recommendations that have been provided. And this is board member James Minor again. Uh, thank you for the, the good comments there because the main thing is visibility and ease because when I went to the library, I've set my mind to not having a lot of time. And, and that's key. If I get frustrated with anything, and it's not just this form or any process, I'm going to take a step back. And I did ask the librarian or the person down there uh, for help. Not that I needed help, but uh, I'm taking it from an aspect of someone that may be low income or, or things of that nature. 
and how do I go about this? Or do I have to, how much money do I need to have? And uh, there were some gaps there. So it will be good for that subgroup to look at this and say, an individual, whether they're at home or in their cell phone or wherever, they don't want to spend a lot of time, but they want to be accurate in their complaint. And they want to make sure it was received. Board member Littleton. Yeah, this board member Littleton. Yeah, what a wonderful practice run, right? I don't think we've all kind of walked through all those steps, James. So that's really good and good to hear back your feedback on it. Um, hopefully um, what you've presented, if, if we could get that, you know, if we could receive a copy and, and or to the work group, that would be wonderful because that's a good starting point from, you know, building from the ground up because we've talked about pieces of what you brought from this practice run, but you just added some more to it. So thank you so much for doing that. Looks like Chief Lockhart uh, would like to weigh in here. Thank you, Chief Lockhart here. Can you guys hear me okay? Um, I just wanna thank James for doing this as well. Um, and you know, to Alex's uh, concern about the board not doing anything, I think this is a great example of you all doing something. And uh, James met with uh, Major Casey Cooper and our Office of Professional Accountability. And to the extent we can, we're gonna make some of these changes um, already. And so uh, we're all about trying to make this process accessible for people. We've always been that way. And so I think the board really needs to recognize this as an accomplishment that, of something that's gotten done. And uh, we'll make this complaint process more accessible. And I think the work group's going to help uh, improve on some of the technology things and identify those, as, as Marie said, so we can build those systems in to make this a, a more robust and accessible complaint process. If I if I could add to um, just on the complexity of that, and uh, as as Board Member Miner talked about, a lot of our complaints come in via recognized Anthony via telephone, and uh, the other way that they often come in is email, oh my goodness, but not necessarily with the complaint form. So we would still accept a simple email um, as we work through that in the meantime. Thank you, Deputy Chief Brixius. Do we have any other uh, any other board member or staff comment or discussion about this? Now I'll go ahead and open it up for public comment. All right, we can go ahead and receive public comment. I see that um, Alex Carr's hand is raised. We can start with you, Alex. Uh, thank you, uh, board member. Uh, sorry, board member Minor, uh, for this, uh, for these suggestions about the complaint process. Um, I really like that, uh, or I, I um, want to thank you for uh, doing this. Um, I feel like you uh, under uh, made it um, understandable for me and other community members here. Um, and, uh, that's all I have to say. Sorry. Thank you, Alex. Uh, we can go ahead and, uh, it looks like Stephen, your hand is raised. Thank you. 
I mean, we just witnessed another act of arrogance by the police department where Tony decides to start talking without recognition. I'm trying to play Joe Nice Guy. I guess I'm just a peon. I know that. Mr. Miner, I appreciate your activity with respect to this process, and I apologize to you from the last month meeting where I suggested that that complaint form needed to be in a PDF format where you could just simply type it and print the document. I went back the next day or so after our meeting, and, and that's what I want to stress, our meeting. It ain't the police meeting. It's our fucking meeting. Oh, I'm sorry I said that word. Excuse me. Don't get me animated. Don't provoke me. I'm trying to be Joe Mello. <laughs> anyway, that form is exactly what it needs to be. It can be filled out and printed with the ease of a computer. Thank you, Mr. Miner, for your efforts in that area. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. This process needs to be simplified more grossly, more grossly. In Hawaii, we use the language more better. How <laughs> you like that for English? More better. How about the police department encouraging complaints from the population? We want to know when we are messing up. Please let us know. How about aggressively pursuing this kind of stuff. That's a real complaint process and a real desire to reimagine policing instead of just words. Do something. So thank you, Mr. Miner, for your efforts. And I apologize to you for jumping the gun, even though that form had been left the way it was for years. In addition, there still is no congratulation form for people to fill out and say, job well done. Thank you. I sent a whole lot of emails and I could give them to the board for my own little personal issues here in Lawrence, which center around parking. But anyway, um, they didn't go anywhere. I sent the emails off and they didn't go in anybody's records. And I've been told that they were just laughed at and put in a trash can. But at any rate, Again, Mr. Miner, thank you for your activities and yes. And thank you, Mr. Lockhart, for recognizing we need a valid complaint process for the population that needs to be encouraged. You, as the co-chief of police, along with Craig Owens, need to get this stuff. And it doesn't need to go to Casey Cooper. Isn't Casey Cooper the guy that said Brad Williams was swell? This guy that just went up to the seapost? And it's getting ready to get have his credentials taken away from him. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. Looks like we have public comment from Alex Kimball Williams. Hey, thanks. Um, you may hear the baby, but um, I'm on the review board or the work group that's being referenced. And I just wanted to mention that I'm really excited. I've worked on complaint forms before, uh, various forms of digital equity and research based, you know, how do, how do you 
conduct outreach for for, uh, for a complaint process. And so I'm really excited to get a chance to look at that and look at the language being used. How, how are we referring to people? What is the time, the turnaround being offered? Um, the transparency process with, you know, who's receiving the complaints? Um, you know, what is the framework for, for responding to those? Um, all of those kinds of questions. So I'm really glad that I came tonight to be able to hear some more feedback. Thanks. Thank you, Alex. Um, and thank you for being with us tonight. Um, do we have anyone else in person or remote for public comment? Okay, we'll go ahead and move on to our next agenda item. I'm sorry, Madam Chair, yes, we do. Oh, oh I apologize, sorry, couldn't see that. Um, is that Michael? Yeah. Okay, so, go ahead, Michael, thank you. Just a couple quick things. Um, I'm getting a little tired of Chief Lockhart talking about what we've always been when he's been here for about six months because he doesn't know what we've always been. Tony does. So does Mark because they've experienced it and they know about it. But, but we, this idea that we've always been this great police force that Chief is trying to spread around, he's trying to make you guys feel good. And he said it when... <laughs> Well, looky there, you did something. Congratulations, board. You finally did something. But the problem is, is you had no impact on citizens and the complaint. You've still not reviewed a single complaint. Still. Even though you have a police officer that's about to be decertified because he was biased policing. <laughs> Incredible, guys. But congratulations, because we're going to work on the form some more. It's not the forms. It's not the submission process. They just said that they take most of their complaints by phone. The complaints that I've tried to do by phone have been met with nothing short of obstinance. I've had sergeants tell me that I have to tell them what my complaint is before they'll tell me who the officer is. I spent all day trying to find out who was driving around in B1 submitted an open records request to find out who was in B1 and got back no responsive documents. So how are we supposed to submit some request without the officer's name and just put a car number if there's no responsive documents to ever know who was driving that car number? Really, I, it, it's, it's simple to see that they say there's no responsive documents, so how are they gonna find out who the officer is that's driving a car number? So you wanna make a change? We used to put out officers, new officers when they were hitting the streets, there was a press release and pictures that went out and stuff. That doesn't happen anymore, how come? Why so secret? They don't want anybody to know who they are. So what we're gonna start doing is I'm gonna pr start producing the entire roster of this police department. Cause I can get that information pretty easily. You don't wanna give it out, but I can get it from the state. I've got several copies of it. That's how I knew burn was gone. I'm gonna start producing it all because you guys wanna be all secret and not tell us stuff and then hinder the complaint process that way. We can work on forms all we want, but it doesn't change the attitude in LPD. It doesn't change the mindset of the LPOA that they've gotta prevent complaints from coming in to keep the officers out of trouble because once the complaints start to stack up, then we have a problem. That's why Brad Williams lasted so long because complaints just stacked up and kept getting ignored and exonerated and he okay. stayed forever. I'm done. Okay. Thank you. I'm trying to give 
We're going to 30 second warning. That's my timer. Um, okay, thank you, Michael. Um, do we have any other public comment for this agenda item? I do not see any, Madam Chair. Okay, we can go ahead and move on to our next agenda item. Um, receiving the monthly complaint report from Chief Lockhart, um, unless um, Deputy Chief Brixius will be presenting that. I will, thank you. Uh, so two complaints that have a disposition for July. Uh, the first one was received in July. Uh, officers were dispatched to disturbance. One of the citizens involved in the disturbance later called and reported the officer was rude to them and during their interaction, uh, during their interaction, the investigation found that the officer was not rude during their action. Additionally, the citizens complaint appeared to be more of a civil issue that the officer was not able to affect. So the complaint is rudeness and it is exonerated. Uh, second one is officers were dispatched to a civil standby. Uh, one of the officer, one of the citizens, excuse me, involved later called and reported officer was rude to them during an investigation or interaction. This investigation found that the officer was not rude during the interaction. And so the complaint is rudeness and it was exonerated. Those are the two that are, have dispositions. This is Chair Robinson. Thank you for sharing that. Deputy Chief Brixius, um, board discussion. Uh, board member Littleton. This is board member uh, Littleton. Just, I, I guess I would direct this maybe um, to uh, Dep Deputy Chief Brexis um, or to the chief, just to help understand, because I know what we get is what we see on the paper, right? Um, but just to have some understanding of in making some of this decision, are you looking at video? Um, or is it a word for word? Uh, I guess I'm looking for a little bit more to help us understand how that how this decision was made. Yeah, in both inter, in both occasions, uh, the officer's body cam video was present. And, and that is, I'm sorry, is that and that's audible as well, right? It is. There's a delay when you first turn it on of about 30 seconds because it goes backwards, but you're able to capture the interaction until they turn their body camera off at the conclusion of the event. Okay, yeah, that helps me, thank you. This is Chair Robinson. Is there a threshold for determining a sustained rudeness complaint, I guess? I'm wondering how that's measured. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's a measurability other than to watch the interaction and to understand what's going on um, as far as uh, tone, demeanor, what they've said, uh, how they've said it. Um, language use, things of that nature. Vice Chair Mishra. This is Board Member Mishra. Following up on Jenny's question, Robinson's question, is this decision made by a group of people or one individual? Yeah, so it is, depends on the severity level of uh, the complaint. I don't know if these were investigated by the supervisor and then later forward to the Office of Accountability Professionality. So a couple different ways that this could occur. Um, if it's investigated by the supervisor, which rudeness is something that typically would because it's a low-level complaint, they would uh, then fill out their forms on what we call blue team. And that blue team is then routed uh, through to the Office of Professional Accountability many times, I would say most times, 
sometimes it's also uh, routed through another supervisor, whether it's the lieutenant, the major of the shift, and then depending on the severity, um, one of the deputy chiefs or the chief. So um, that's a that's a rudeness complaint, a simple complaint. Um, and then the second way is if it's a um, larger Office of Professional Accountability complaint, meaning it's a severe policy violation, then once the Office of Professional Accountability completes that, um, then that that individual, which would be Lieutenant Anru, uh, forwards it through um, his chain of command, which is Major Cooper, and then uh, now to the Deputy Chief as well. So, and if it's more severe, it would also go to the Chief. So, uh, everything gets multiple sets of eyes. Thank you. Anthony, um, you, you might talk a little bit about Blue Team a little bit more. And um, I know you've you've spoken about Blue Team uh, to the Police Review Board, um, at least in the past, um, and how that may be helpful in tracking um, maybe repeated complaints of a similar nature and um, identifying trends. Yeah, so Blue Team is our uh, system in which we put um, information into not only complaints, but also positive performance. So if someone sends an email and says that somebody did a good job, then that, that's somewhere that we would also put that. Or if the supervisor Bullshit. said that uh, someone had done something well, they may enter it there as well. So uh, it also takes complaints and it has early warning systems on things like use of force. So if use of force was used so many times uh, within a period or there's so many complaints, um, so it, it just kind of, it, it has like a dashboard on the other side of it to sit, to tell us if uh, there's something that we should check into uh, just based on the number of incidents that have occurred within a certain period of time. Okay, this is Chair Robinson. Thank you for that information. It looks like Board Member Minor. Uh, yes, this is Board Member James Minor. Um, the question is to uh, uh, Tony Brixis. Um, I'm sorry, I forgot your title, uh, your complete okay. title. I guess it's Assistant Chief. Uh, my question is, okay, you have a uh, person that filed a complaint. Mm -hmm. A determination was made. Uh, was that citizen uh, notified on that determination? Because in the procedure or the process, it says if that, if that citizen does not like um, the decision made, they can uh, do some additional uh, actions or steps to let uh, the police department know that they did not agree with the finding. So was that citizen notified of this uh, uh, determination? So I can't speak to these two uh, individually, but what I can tell you is generally, uh, it would, if it was a low level complaint, it would be the supervisor calling back. If it is a higher level complaint, they would receive a letter of disposition. But in addition to that letter, uh, typically the uh, Office of Professional Accountability will call that citizen and talk to them about uh, the complaint and why there was a disposition that there was. <clears throat> Thank you. And uh, board member Salvini. Thank you, board member Salvini. Um, a quick question, uh, Deputy Chief, and that is, you mentioned when the complaint comes in, there is a review to determine whether it's low level, high level, where it is. Do you have a rubric that you use uh, to determine what the severity level is, like if it's this, then this, 
on on a continuum or or how you chart or classify um, uh, the level of the complaint that comes in. Is that done by, I'm asking about the process and then I'm asking what that looks like when they, they come in. And then the second is um, to use a rubric to to assure that what, what determine what level that is, I guess. Yeah, so uh, not necessarily like a rubric, like a point scoring rubric, Oftentimes, uh, so some things are pretty simple. A rudeness complaint, most supervisors are going to know where that falls. A traffic complaint, most supervisors are going to know where that falls, um, and and that would be with them. But they may go ahead and ask their lieutenant or their major what they what they want to do with it. Now, I would say this: if we have multiple instances of a rudeness complaint, then that may be something that is investigated by somebody higher than a supervisor. So we have repeated instances of a small uh, or what would be considered a minor complaint, then that can accelerate the complaint to be a higher level complaint. Uh, obviously there's larger complaints that, um, are obvious that, um, that where maybe a criminal law violation could have occurred or something that we would know would be a substantial policy violation. Those are very clear cut that they're most likely going to OPA or a higher ranking individual within the department. There's a, there's a little bit of a intermediate range and that is, uh, things that are not in the, uh, high level of seriousness and not low level. And mostly what occurs in that is the, lieutenant or the sergeant or the major within contact uh, either the office of professional accountability or um, another depending on the rank the major or the deputy chief uh, and sometimes even the chief and and explain to them the basis of the complaint or at least what the complaint is prior to interviewing the officer or getting all the information and ask where we typically handle those um, and so those those could th could be things like it could possibly end up in a letter of discipline and so uh, if it could possibly end up in a letter of discipline, then some other things are triggered um, within our uh or our accountability system and our policy. Um, and there's some there's some things in there for the officer, like they might be able to have, uh, if it's something higher than a letter of discipline, they might be able to have a um, person with them to witness the interview, things of those nature. So it becomes really clear um, as you get to the major things and the minor things and the things in between are, are discussed with the, a lot of, most of the times the sitting open person to know how we've been handling that type of complaint in the past. Thank you, Deputy Chief Brixius. Um, uh, Chief Lockhart. I just want to add to what Anthony was saying and uh, answer Tanya's question a little bit. Um, the investigations are the same regardless of who does them. So it's not like you get a, a less investigation if a sergeant or lieutenant's handling it. It's more about resources av available to conduct the investigation. So um, the two that you've got there are pretty easy for a patrol lieutenant to handle because you're looking at the video, you're maybe talking to the complainant. Um, when you've got something that's more involved, that's where you want to get OPA involved because that's all that they do is, is investigate these complaints. So they've got more resources available to them. So it's more of a resource thing than it is, uh, you know, is this high or low or where it falls? And, and I, I don't know that it's complicated enough to, to use something like a rubric. Um, but you know, there's, it's, it's one of those feel things that, uh, when we see it, we know it, and that's kind of how we uh, we handle them. This is Chair Robinson. Um, Board Member Taylor, did I see your hand? 
board member Murray Taylor and my comments are not specifically about perhaps this complaint, but I do have concerns about a kind of see it when I know it kind of um, process. How we need to quantify, I mean, that's what I feel like is missing is I need to see what exactly is the process, the steps, the protocol, um, so that it's not so subjective and that we can, there's a way to have some objective measures about how what, what is entailed in a in a in a complaint process and then yes some things you could scale them like this is re requires this much re research or that must you know this a higher level of research but it's the I, I i think we just have to figure out a way to articulate what exactly is the uh, thought process and analysis so that there's some consistency and then we can really say that it doesn't matter which officer is reviewing the complaint they're all being reviewed the same um with due respect thank you so so if i may a lot of that is outlined um, in the policy as far as the process and so that that's how you ensure that the investigation is done properly is the process in which you use to do it and then the report that is eventually re reviewed either by the office of professional accountability or if it is done by the uh, office of professional accountability then it would be it would be myself who would review that eventually or the chief Madam Chair, if I may. Um, I, I would also just say, uh, Board Member Taylor, I, I think that's yet another um, really good piece of feedback uh, in, in light of the upcoming work group that's going to collaborate on um, assessing and evaluating policies and procedures around the complaint process. So um, I, think, I think that's exactly the type of, those are the conversations we're looking forward to really digging in and doing some good work on. Board member Minor. This is board member uh, James Minor. I agree with uh, board member Taylor. Uh, the more work we can put into uh, quantifying the information that is being collected uh, will help us in the uh, complaint process as well as help us drive, uh, move in a direction of a under better understanding implicit bias. Uh, I know there's been comments before in regards to uh, um, the difficulties in uh, collecting impl implicit bias, but the thing is, a start is a start, and um, that's what we have to do. We have to start somewhere, and if anybody's got a complaint or an issue with the way we're moving in that direction, uh, at least we're at least we're making those steps forward. Uh, so I agree with uh, Board Member Taylor on her ideas and thoughts in regards to this process. Ms. Chair Robinson, any other uh, board or staff discussion on this agenda item? Okay, we'll go ahead and open it up to public comment. Um, it looks like Alex Kerr, your hand is raised. We can start with you. Um, okay. Uh, hi, I had a couple of questions. Um, what is the average um, complaints for yearly for rudeness? Um, secondly, is last month, I believe there was a report, the same report that we have here just for June, I believe but there was no uh, complaints made. So why are we having that on the agenda if there's no complaints made? 
uh, last month. Uh, and is there a report about complaints that I've not, it's about maybe a yearly complaints report. I don't know, maybe it was in like in January. Uh, I don't know, but I can't find it. Uh, something about, maybe it was bias, please. Uh, complaints, bias. Yeah, I think that was what it was. I don't know. I can't find it. So I just had those quick questions. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. Um, we can go ahead and go to Stephen. Hi. You know, in follow-up to Mr. Minor was talking about relative to the implicit bias matter. I've provided you an alternative from a highly reputable organization that measures and helps cities and towns. That's what we are. We're a town. We're not a fucking city. Measure implicit bias. And it's by an objective organization. But it's not part of the cop universe. Why don't operations like this get any consideration? And why doesn't this board give a rat's rear end about who the police go out and hire? For that matter, given that we have a new member from this board that is going to oversee the community review board that has not accomplished anything in six years since since uh, uh, Marcus set this up. Nothing. In fact, it's gone nothing but downhill. Now the cops are telling you what to do. You got Brixius in here who didn't answer the question. When you asked him about this, they gave you a bunch of cops speak about this, that, and the other. You asked him a yes or a no question. It didn't come up yes or no. Well, maybe this, maybe this, maybe that. This blue team, it's the software stuff that was purchased with town money, which I participated in, in terms of saying, are you sure you want to buy this? Anyway, the same group bought the BriefCam software for facial recognition. The complaint process is all about encouraging people to complain. Having been in the world of public welfare, where one complaint came in after another, one after another, all day long, and they were handled and dealt with, many of them accurate. We don't encourage people to complain about the police. I'm sitting on two complaints from two years ago that I personally sent in and were sent back to me saying, we're going to work on this. I'm still waiting to hear from them. Fortunately, they're nickels and dime problems, but they are a metaphor for the larger issue of the police department believes, go screw yourself. Now, Mr. Lockhart has inherited a problem. I want to believe that this guy is about trying to fix it in a certain way. And but we're talking about a police department that- Give 30 seconds. Just a moment. Uh, electronically lynched a black American and ran him out of town. That's the Lawrence Police Department. Don't ever forget it. Next. Thank you. Chair Robinson, thank you, Stephen. Do we have any um, other remote or in-person public comment? Looks like Michael. Yeah, Ms. Robinson, thank you. I'll forego the 30-second reminder. Just tell me when to stop. Okay. Um, so the complaint process, we got two complaints here that they brought in and they say they were received in July. 
I have a complaint from June 30th about the new recruit class hitting the street without name tags. Not just one, there were several. Now I can also provide you a write-up from the KLETC for not wearing a name tag to show you how serious that is taken in training. I have these documents, guys. You think I'm playing. I have KLETC write-ups about name tags. So these guys come out of training and they hit the street and they don't have name tags. Why not? We need to be able to identify them. Not only that, but when I asked the guy what his name was, he turned away from me like he didn't have to say anything. I have not heard a word about that complaint yet. That was June 30th. Okay. I submitted another one on July 9th. Now that's a name tag, guys. How long does it take to investigate whether a guy had a name tag on? Really? It's been over a month. So let's move up to July 9th. I submitted a complaint about an officer being sarcastic with somebody because they wouldn't help the officer put their friend in jail. We don't have to talk to cops. But when we decide not to, that doesn't mean that the cop gets to sarcastically say, thanks for all your help. That's sarcasm. And do you think anybody's going to be likely to help that cop next time with that kind of attitude? So I'd like to know why the two complaints that I have here that are pretty simple. I mean, the name tag thing is that's, that's a two hour investigation, Mark. Really? You, you watch a little bit of video. I even gave you the video and still haven't heard. As far as the complaint process itself, I am probably this city's expert on submitting complaints. So when I see it, I know it. How about that? How about my discretion having as much validity as these cops? Because when they see it, they know it. And we judge that they're the experts. Well, damn it, when I see it, I know it. And all we're getting is obstruction in the complaint process. They don't want to answer me. Why? Why not? I, I don't get it, guys. And then we still have issues outstanding that don't come back to this commission. You guys had asked the chief, and he committed to getting you an answer about why those threats were happening. And it's been more than two months, and he still doesn't communicate. So congratulations for doing something by the, the process, like the chief said. Congratulations, you did something, but it, you didn't do anything that this board was intended to do. You're supposed to level the playing field for the people. You're here to level the playing field for the people. And what you're doing is allowing the playing field to be manipulated by the BS they're spinning here. They're coming in and telling you that our discretion is, you know, when we see it, we know it. That's just more officer discretion. There is so much officer discretion out there that it, it, it puts people in jail. Officers have the discretion to do whatever the hell they want out there. And so when you're having people call, the first call I've ever received about a complaint was this past month. And Halstead called me. And now, the that's yep. Okay, he didn't, he didn't ask me to, or he didn't ask any questions. He just wanted me to ask if I had anything to add. Thank you, Michael. Any other public comment on this agenda item? Uh, Board Member Taylor, did I see your hand raised? No. Okay. Um, we'll go ahead and move on to the next agenda item. So discussion of the board planning retreat. Um, so I introduced this a couple of meetings ago and we've identified um, some dates that we'll share. Um, I can go ahead and share them with you all, but we'll also probably do like a, a survey um, to see which dates would work for the majority of us. And I anticipate we'll send that out this week. Um, so
so uh, what we're envisioning for the planning retreat, um, it'll be facilitated by Assistant City Manager Casey Toomey. Um, and, and we wanna identify board priorities and how progress towards these will be measured over the next six months. Um, it's a pretty short time frame, I know, but we anticipate having a new ordinance to work under in the next six months. So we just want to really utilize our time strate strategically until then. Um, oh, and I forgot we did share some of the possible dates with, with you all. So we'll go ahead and send out a, a survey and um, figure out when we can get that scheduled between now and the middle of uh, September. Um, so I created a document for um, us to utilize in order to um, identify priorities and kind of see how they align with the city's strategic plan as well as our current uh, ordinance. So I'm going to go ahead and um, I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. We can go over that. Okay, so are you all able to see the planning retreat goal setting guide? If you could just nod your heads, be able to see that. Okay, um, so just a space to identify the priority or goal, and then asking how does this priority or goal align with the CPRB's current ordinance? And here's a link to the current current ordinance. Um, which safe and secure key performance indicators identified in the city's strategic plan will be influenced by this priority or goal. Here's a link to the strategic plan. Um, and then how do you propose we measure the progress towards this priority or goal over the next six months? Um, does anyone have any questions about this document specifically? And I can go ahead and stop sharing my screen. Uh, board member Taylor. Um, board member Murray Taylor, just as a clarification, is this what you're doing for each goal or are you saying that the board's gonna only have one goal? No, so this is kind of just a guide. I'm just gonna go ahead and stop sharing. Um, this is just a guide I anticipated um, us using to bring to the meeting. So like maybe I have two priorities or goals in mind that I think would be beneficial. I'm gonna bring this kind of form already completed um, with some thought given to it before the planning retreat, just so we can really utilize our time wisely. Um, it doesn't mean that every single one of our priorities or goals will be addressed in the next six months, but that we can collaborate a little bit more effectively during the planning retreat. Board number two. Um, and just to add on in terms of the structure you're, you're, you're contemplating, is it to also look at the, the existing ordinance and then see within those duties that we have, what goals each board member would like to bring forth that fits within the existing structure that we have uh, in place and perhaps even goes to the, the boundaries of that, <laughs> right up to the boundaries of what we think fits within our role. For instance, it could be looking more into policy um, and, and being in a place to offer recommendations about the, the police department's policy um, document, for instance, right? Okay. So 
Yes, Chair Robinson. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so because we do have an, or an ordinance that we're working under and a lot of work that we can do within that ordinance while we wait on an updated um, or completely new ordinance. Um, so yes, we do intend to use that to the fullest extent possible. <laughs> um, any other board discussion, questions, comments? Okay, and Brandon, do you think it would be possible and um, to uh, send out a survey? I can email you after this meeting uh, with the dates and we can kind of get a date picked out in the next few days. Yes, yes, we will help with that and make sure that goes out. Okay, good. All right, thank you. Um, uh, do we have any public comment about this agenda item? Uh, it looks like Stephen, you can go ahead. Yeah, I just want to, Miss Robinson, I appreciate what you're doing there. I genuinely do. But in what you just said, it kind of underscores why I'm getting frustrated or no getting I've been and I own it six years give me a break but you said in anticipation of the change in the ordinance okay that's all groovy why aren't you guys using the full authority of the ordinance as it currently is written to exercise your authority and be the citizens and police review board instead of flunkies for the police department who have come in here and overrun a community organ people's group i see just in terms of moving here forward as i click the buttons well we got the lpoa up in here doing a monitoring you guys, I helped make your goddamn union in 1976, and it wasn't all about you running the town. It was about making sure you got to live good. You live good now. Give the people back their town. Anyway, Ms. Robinson, that's the line. The ordinance exists as it is. Stop waiting for it to change as Brandon McGuire tries to manipulate it and co-opt this group, you have power. Please use it. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. It uh, looks like we also have a comment from Alex. Uh, hi, I'm going to make this uh, very short. Uh, but I uh, like the idea of this retreat. Um, I feel like it's. Uh, uh, I feel like it's worked out for other commissions and uh, uh, boards within the city um, in Douglas County. Uh, I don't really have any concerns about this retreat. I really don't. I feel like it's a great idea um, to plan for the CPRB for six months. Um, I feel like it's going to be a great retreat. Uh, so I'm in, I, I believe this, re this retreat would, will be very, um, I feel like the retreat will be, um, great I don't know that's probably the right that's not the right word I want to use but I'm going to say great is that her yeah I can't figure out another word to use but I'm going to say great uh, but I'm full of agreeing so the uh 
uh, what's it called? I forgot what it's called. <laughs> Sorry, a uh, retreat. That's what uh, uh, that that's what it is. Retreat. So yeah, thank you. Thank you, Alex. Um, like we have Michael in person. Michael. Just very, I'm just very quick. I just want you guys to take the time on this retreat to think about lame duck status. There's no reason for you guys to not be using your authority. You're anticipating a rule change that may or may not happen. Use your authority. Thank you, Michael. Do we have any other public comment about this agenda item? Okay, we'll go ahead and move on to our next agenda item. Um, a discussion regarding the fair and impartial policing community forum. Um, who will be speaking on this tonight? I have this one, Madam Chair. I just wanted you guys to get this on your calendar. Um, we are bringing in Dr. Lori Friedel, who is one of the foremost experts in the country on fair and impartial policing. And um, she will be here, I believe it is the yeah, 4th and 5th of October. And so I'd like for you guys to get that on your calendars if you can. We'd love to have as many of you attend as you can. Um, this is a seminar we did with uh, this group when I was in Warrensburg. It's a great seminar. There's about 30 people that we have come. It's about two thirds uh, community folks and a third um, police folks. And we work together uh, going through the fair and impartial uh, training that we talked about a few months ago. And then we also work on um, evaluating our bias-based policing policy. And so it's a real great exercise, a real great uh, day and a half of training that will help us uh, hopefully um, understand implicit bias better and then also um, work on uh, evaluating our uh, bias-based policing policy. This is Chair Robinson. Thank you, Chief Lockhart. Um, do we have any board questions or comments, discussion? Board member Littleton. This board member Littleton, um, Chief, what would that be two full days or is there certain times of the day that'd be available for the fourth, fifth that we can kind of plan for? It's all day on the fourth and half a day on the fifth. Okay, thanks. And I'll get some more information to you. They're, they're, they don't have a flyer yet, so um, we'll work on getting you the flyer uh, once we have it. Mrs. Chair Robinson, any other board discussion? Okay, thank you for sharing that, Chief Lockhart. We'll go ahead and take public comment on this agenda item. Um, I see Alex's hand up. Um, uh, Chief Lockhart, uh, I think this is amazing uh, and wonderful. So thank you for uh, bringing this uh, here in Lawrence. Uh, I don't have concerns for it. I think it's a wonderful thing. And I feel like all the community police circuit board uh, members shall should be a part of it. Uh, but that's all I have to say. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. Steven? Hi. Hey, you know, we're in a university town a long time ago, my father told me, Steve, get out of that hick college town. 
He was a city guy. I kind of know what he's talking about too. On the other side of the coin, there's an advantage to being here in the middle of nowhere and flyover country where the bombs don't come in and the disease doesn't hit like everywhere else. And there's a reason why I left Maui in order to be here where my grandmother lived and in the house where my grandmother lived, which I grew up in, sort of. That being said, I don't know about this implicit bias training. I don't know who this trainer is. That's something that Mr. Lockhart chose. Sadly, my initial reaction is, oh, it's just another cop coming in here to pat more cops on the back. I don't know. That's who came into town the last time. Bunch of, I'm going to say it now, polemically, bunch of pigs from the West Coast who like to knock heads back in the 60s and 70s Anyway, the police review board needs to determine who does the training, not the police. The police need to participate and say, we like this guy. And then we scratch our heads and go, hmm, wonder why. Okay, let's find out. Do you guys know anything about this trainer? In the two minutes that I had, all I see is this from South Florida. That right there makes me scratch my head and go, Florida, isn't that the state where we got some problems here in these 50 United States of America, where there's a goddamn bigot getting ready to try to run for the president of the United States and take over the country and tell us what to do? I don't know. That's what the news people want me to believe. <laughs> anyway, hey, thank you, Mr. Lockhart, for bringing something in. But again, I want to point to, and I sent all of you a copy of it. Why aren't we using objective think tanks to bring in new ideas for reimagining policing? Mr. Lockhart says that repeatedly. I'm going to hold him to it. How can you reimagine stuff if you keep doing the same stuff over and over again, but just paint it? I don't know. We'll find out. Again, I'm asking each of you while you're at your little retreat and you scratch your heads and go, who is this trainer coming in here? Do we know anything about this person? Remember, this is the same police department that used David Grossman, a warrior who's never been in combat in his life, despite the fact that he presents himself as a combat warrior. No CIB, uh, nothing. These, these police shows... These police chose somebody that wants to kill people to train them. You're going to trust them to bring in somebody to talk about explicit, implicit bias? Just a question. I don't know. I'm an old man. Bye. Thank you, Stephen. Do we have any other public comment for this agenda item? Yeah, the, uh, it would oh. be nice if maybe we get the public comment before you guys have your discussion, because I would have really liked to have you ask the chief if this foremost expert is going to teach them how to compile data. I mean, board member Mishra and Miner both were looking for data. Tony Salvino was looking for data. Is this foremost expert going to compile some data or teach you how? Now, he said that he brought him into Warrensburg. I've shared the Warrensburg data with you guys. I'd ask the chief when he brought that expert in because you can look at the data yourselves and see that nothing really changed. The stop hit search rates weren't affected a whole lot. So where's the data? 
You guys need to ask the questions because you, you asked for data last month or the month before, but now you have a chance. Here's this foremost expert in the country that should be able to teach them how to compile data, I would think. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Right. Um, is that all the public comment we have for this agenda item? All right. Go ahead and move on to our next agenda item, receiving the City of Lawrence Police Department report to the Kansas Attorney General on racial and other bias-based policing. Thank you, Madam Chair, Deputy Chief Anthony Brixis. So uh, each year we submit uh, to the Kansas Attorney General's Office their annual report on bias-based policing. And when I say year, it's actually from uh, July, excuse me, yeah, July 1st to June 30th. So that's the way the year runs for this particular report, as it also does with many of our training reports. That's just the way the state of Kansas does it. Uh, so each year we go through and complete, I believe it's like six questions, uh, which you have attached to your form that answer those, uh, the questions that they have. And then and we would fill out any complaints of bias-based policing that we had. We did, in fact, have one complaint of bias-based policing this year. Um, and you should have a copy, but I, I'll read it for those who don't have a copy um, at, at home or in the audience. So this is received in January of 2022. Um, a citizen reported their family member had been stopped in reference to a shoplifting incident. The citizen said the description of the shoplifting suspect was white and their family member is black. The citizens said they believed this contact reeked of racism. The investigation found the family member had been stopped approximately seven minutes after the call for service was aired and approximately two blocks from the location. The contact was at night and the family member was riding a bicycle from the area and wearing similar clothing to the suspect description. The officer had contact with the family member for approximately two minutes uh, uh, See, make sure I'm writing that right. Approximately two minutes, and appropriately realized they were not the suspect of the shoplifting. The contact was ended at that time. Uh, that con that complaint was exonerated. Thank you, Deputy Chief Brixius. This is Chair Robinson. Board discussion. Board Member Taylor. Um, Board Member Marie Taylor, for that complaint summary that was just read, is that in the agenda packet or is that a one that we've received before and are being reminded of that detail? Is yeah, you, Lieutenant Anwar, is saying yes, you've already received that complaint. Board Member Marie Taylor, okay, I, it did sound familiar, but I, I just wanted to confirm it's it's not in our current agenda packet. Okay. That's I apologize. It's just part of the report that we then submitted. Okay. Thank you. And so then uh, my, my comments about the report, and I've said this in prior reports, is when we, if, I understand that it's, it's a pretty simple form that the attorney general has given. So that's why it's so sparse. But I still think that for number five, that we should pursue having a comprehensive plan for by for racial bias based policing and or at least begin the process to investigate what the what is entailed by actually having such a plan board member littleton 
and this board member Littleton, I would echo what Marie just said because I have brought that to the table for probably for the last three years. Um, and just a, a recommendation to look into that further. Um, and I know there's a lot involved in that, but I would like to see that be looked into further. Board member Taylor. Board member Marie Taylor. And in our last discussion, uh, one city that does have it, one of these comprehensive plans, I believe is Andover, Kansas, which is outside of Wichita. Board member Taylor, any other board discussion on this agenda item? Um, Chief Lockhart or Deputy Chief Brixius, would you like to speak to any um, discussion regarding um, creating a racial or other bias-based policing comprehensive plan? Has anything changed in that uh, area? This is the yeah, this is the first time I'm hearing of it. So um, let me take this back. I, I hear the board's concerns and uh, we'll take a look at what Andover is doing and see if that's something we can provide for you all in the future. This is Chair Robinson. Um, personally, I'm going to be adding it to my notes for the planning retreat as well. This could potentially be a good focus area for us. Um, okay, any other board discussion? Um, do we need a vote to receive this report, Brandon? I, I, I don't. I don't believe you do. No, this is just a, um, a receive, uh, uh, receive and file, so to speak, report. So. Okay. All right, board member Taylor. Board member Murray Taylor, in the minutes, would it be possible to attach? that uh, report that we've already received about that, the comments and that, that shoplifting incidents so that, um, so that if someone's later on following along, they have a better reference than try, to try to track that down. Um, if, if that's possible to have that added to the minutes. We do, we, um, do take uh, action item minutes, um, but I, I think it would be it would be possible to go ahead and link to that previous agenda item. Yeah. So if, if I may also, um, the state statute correlated with uh, what you're talking about, the comprehensive plan is 22-4611A. And so uh, if you wanted to get more information on that, then you can do that. Um, I think most of the information centers around data collection, which uh, most of which is, is being done with our, our study with the, through Douglas County. Board Member Littleton. Um, Board Member Littleton, this is kind of a good place I wanted to jump in um, and ask, um, and I asked this at the um, presentation last night at the library <clears throat> with Lisa Larson, but I was just curious if the, uh, if I have the right terminology, um, the dashboard, I guess that's called the blue team. Is that correct? Yes. It, you're okay. You're talking um, about the internal dashboard? Yes, uh -huh. I, I had asked her, um, I'm just curious if the data that's being collected through that um, PED uh, car stop study, if it's being collected into the dashboard. 
It is not. not sure. No, it is not. So the way that that data is collected is the officer fills out a form at the conclusion of each stop or interaction. And then that data is collected. And then it was utilized by the social scientists to come up with their findings. So they're, they're separate things. Uh, the blue team is a personnel uh, type um, dashboard for us internally. And then the dashboard that I believe is being created for the data collection is, is separate, something that can be made more public. Okay, so there's something in the works completely separate then. Uh, I, I was going off your statement from the dashboard, so but I I don't know, Chief, maybe you know, um, but I know that here internally, I don't know about the, what the Douglas County is doing, um, but we're looking to put together through Microsoft BI a dashboard that, that we can retain that information. Yeah, uh, board member Littleton, what we're looking at doing is providing aggregate data because um, most of what was in the report was countywide data. So we want to provide aggregate data for Lawrence to our community. So we're going to work on that. And then we haven't received a final report yet. This is still draft. So once we get that final report, we're going to take a deep dive into all of the numbers and, and see what they tell us and find areas for improvement and work on ways that we can do that. Yeah, and where I was kind of, and I appreciate that, where I was kind of going with that, which I, I like the early detection system that's built into the dashboard. So you know, I was just wondering if it, we could expound on that with this data as well. You know, and I'm probably getting ahead of things now since this is so fresh to all the agencies. But, yeah, and I think, I think that's a good point. Um, the, the issue here is though, the early warning system has indicators in it. And I, I don't know that there's a way to dump all of this traffic stop data in there. Um, but again, we, we don't have the data yet. We're going to, we have it. We haven't, um, we're going to engage somebody to help us analyze further. So, um, you know, I, I'm not saying we can't do it. It's just a matter of uh, there, that, that system's designed for one thing. And I think we may be trying to fit something else into it, but we do have a way to analyze the data in a separate system. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. There's a lot. So we're, we're, we're going to be doing further analysis on the data that's in this study. We haven't done it yet because as I said, the study wasn't fine. We haven't gotten the final report from the study yet. So um, we're just because they finished their work doesn't mean ours is done. Yeah. No, I'm assuming that's going to just keep on going. So, but thank you for the feedback. You bet. Board member Salvini. Uh, board member Salvini, uh, just to clarify. So, um, what Deputy Chief was saying was the information, the data was collected and then turned over to the researchers. So that same data will continue to be collected and then eventually the same data uh, and capturing of that data and maybe more that, that's identified will be uh, captured into the data system that you have. Yeah, and just to be clear, not the data system that we were talking about before with Blue Team, but uh -huh. uh, creating a database through Microsoft BI um, right. and capturing that information, yes. And so it will be that same information. So you will start collecting some longitudinal consistent information. 
Yeah, I believe Dana. based on our conversation this morning, um, they may recommend additional changes to the way we collect data. Uh, one of the things that was asked is that we do it consistently uh, with the remainder of the county. Um, obviously, there's there's competing interests um, based on what type of stops are more prevalent in the different agencies. So it would take some coming together between the different agencies and agreeing what type of data to collect so it's easy to compare to one another. Um, but we, we all have a little bit different functions depending on the size of your jurisdiction, uh, where your jurisdiction's at. Um, so that'll be some work that's, that's still got to be in progress. All right, this is Chair Robinson. Thank you. Any other board discussion on this agenda item? Okay, we can go ahead and take public comment. Um, it looks like Alex, leave your hand raised. Uh, hello, uh, Alex Curry, Chair of the Civic Engagement Commission. Uh, first off, uh, I would advise uh, to do something like the comprehensive plan that Andover did uh, with their police department. Um, I really liked it. I read it before. Um, so I would really agree uh, if you did this, because I think it'd be awesome to do that. Uh, and hopefully you think it is too. Um, and I did a little bit of research um, beforehand um, yesterday about uh, uh, looking at a last year's report from the city of Florence's police department um, annual report, the same report, uh, or the report that we have here now and the report here, and then the report we had last year. Um, and then I also looked at the Kansas um, Attorney General's um, report too, um, with only one uh, complaint. With only, yeah, with only one complaint, I believe, um, you know, if we get it down to zero, that'd be awesome. But uh, I'm happy where we're at. Um, I don't know if the other community members uh, are happy where they're at. That didn't make sense. But I don't know where the other community members are at, at tonight, where they're at. So um, I'm going to leave it to them, leave it to them to um, talk about this more in detail. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. Um, do we have any other remote or in-person public comment? Like Michael? Yep, it took, uh, looks like six days to exonerate somebody on a bias complaint. More than 30 days, well, yeah, 30, 40 days now, and I still don't know about the name tag. What the hell, guys? Six days for a bias complaint? And it takes you a month and a half to, to decide a name tag. Now, board, when you go to this retreat, I'm going to give you another little term. It's the Commission on the Accreditation for Law Enforcement Agencies. It's called CALEA. I don't know how many of you guys are familiar with that. But what, one thing I can't understand being familiar with CALEA is why this department has taken a piecemeal approach to excellence. Why can't we just go straight for the CALEA certification? Ottawa, Kansas is CALEA certified. Do you guys know that? Ottawa, Kansas. Poe Dunk, Ottawa, Kansas got a CALEA certification. Right in line with the California Highway Patrol. But what's happening here, guys, board pay attention, CALEA eliminates officer discretion in the process. What did you hear tonight? When we see it, we'll know it. Well, the officer gets to decide. The Patrol supervisor decides whether he's going to pass it on up the chain. 
Kalia removes that. Kalia takes the discretion and the options out of it. Why can't we go that direction? Board, you're just a yes answer. If you look down on number four, you're just a yes answer here. That's it. Thank you, Michael. Uh, board member, or uh, Vice Chair Mishra, did I see your hand raised? Oh, you're muted. So this is White uh, Board Member Mishra, and I don't know if I speak for the police chief, but I think the body is going through first steps for clear certification. Chief, uh, Deputy Chief. Yeah, so we are anybody. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Anthony. I'll let you do it. So uh, we've actually begun in this process uh, before last budget year. And so if you recall in the last budget year, uh, we hired a new analyst who's going to be the CALEA certification manager. Um, we're planning on entering into that in September, I believe. We recently applied for a federal grant for that as well. So that's taken some time. And one of the, one of the pieces of work that that analyst has done uh, recently. So in the past, uh, there's never been a Kansas certification. And within the last few months, that was developed by an individual who created the CLIA certification for Manhattan. Um, it's uh, has many or most of the same standards, but it's more applicable to Kansas. So next week on Tuesday, uh, myself and about five other people are going to go through their training, their one-day training, to and make a comparison to, to CLIA to see if CLIA is the right answer, if the Kansas uh, is the right answer, or if both is the right answer. Mr. Chair Robinson, thank you all for speaking to that. Um, any other comments specifically for that? And don't worry, Stephen, I see you. Okay, we'll go ahead and return to public comment. Stephen? Hi, thank you. You know, it's expanded. The discussion has expanded. I have participated in national accreditation a couple of times. Number one was the School of Social Work in right here in Larryville, Kansas in 1974 and 75 for the Bachelor of Social Work Program and the Master of Social Work Program. In addition, I participated in the American Correctional Association accreditation of the Kansas Department of Corrections Reception and Diagnostic Center, in addition to others that I'm not going to go into. Those are minimal standards that any grade school children can exhibit under the right set of circumstances. They're not something to lay your hat on. And if this, if Lawrence, Kansas can't meet a minimal standard for policing, that shows just how bad we are. But for us to say, oh, we're gonna get accredited, please. Aren't you academicians in there understanding the way the accreditation processes work? They're administrative where you pay money for the piece of paper that says we're accredited after you meet a series of minimal standards. Well, we come to work every day. Okay. I mean, basic stuff. So please don't hang any hats on Lawrence is going to get accredited. And that's what these guys are laying a lot of stuff on. I agree. It is a step in the right direction, but it is a minimal standard. It doesn't guarantee diddly squat. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. 
Do we have any other public comment on this agenda item? Okay, we'll go ahead and move on to the next agenda item. So we want to receive the Community Police Review Board annual report um, with the goal of approving and submitting it for the City Commission meeting coming up on September 6th. Um, board discussion about this. No board discussion. Okay, I'll go ahead and take public comment on this agenda item. Uh, we'll start with uh, Alex Kerr. Uh, thank you, Chair. Um, I feel like the City Commission will not have any concerns about this report. I do not have any concerns about this report. I don't know what other com uh, community members have, uh, if they have concerns about this report. Um, I'm not prepared to speak on behalf of the people that are commenting that are, I would say, uh, know this police department more than me. I'm the only the I'm only the engagement guy. Uh, I am only here to provide engagement to this board. Um, and as I said, I believe last July or sometime, um, I still want to advise this board with engagement and give this board engagement um, as a professional and civic engagement. Um, so yeah. Uh, I want to thank the uh, board, the uh, police department, uh, Chief Lockhart, Deputy Deputy Chief uh, Brixius, and Mr. McGuire, Miss um, Tume. I believe I'm saying that right. Um, I'm happy about this report. I think it's great. I feel like uh, this board is in great hands. Uh, I don't have. I don't. I really don't have concerns. I just have, I, well, I have one concern, but that's only because I feel like this board needs to get stuff done, which I guess you are getting things done, but it doesn't feel like it's getting done. Uh, basically, that's what I have to say. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. Steven? Hi. Let's see. There we go. Hey, you know. Am I the only one here that understands what a PowerPoint presentation is all about? Am I the only one that sat across board meetings and across governor's tables looking at PowerPoint presentations that were a mile wide but an inch deep and didn't answer questions or do anything? It's a slick report, sadly. I mean, come on, you guys, you're going to put this on your resumes that you didn't do anything over the course of the last year. And that's what this report says. It's pretty sad that the police review board, empowered to the extent that it has been, has failed to do anything. What? You sat on and interviewed, so you got to bring in Mr. Lockhart. Big deal. What happened to Burns? before Mr. Lockhart. Will the same thing happen to him if he doesn't act right? I don't know. But the report doesn't show anything like that. Did you guys really produce this or is this something that Brandon made? Because I see his name in there. Who elevated from $80,000 to $140,000 a year. He's supposed to be here serving me and the public not himself and the town executive team and the town police department. 
you guys, the police review board were it. And you're giving away your power to these people on this next committee group. Incredible. We'll talk about that some more here later on. But yeah, okay, it's a report, right? And come on, man, are you guys proud of this? That you did nothing. I appreciate that you've spent your time being on here. I really do. But why haven't any of you grabbed the bull by the horns? I guess there's no problems here in Lawrence. We don't need to worry about bias-based policing, even though the police pull over black and colored people. People of color, can I say colored people? Uh, 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 two and three times more than everybody else. Oh, that's just because et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's a reason for this police review board and we need one. This town needs one. Every town in America needs one to control the cabal of policing across America. It isn't just Lawrence. 30 seconds. That, just a second, please. Is, is it just that because it isn't happening here in Lawrence, we don't give a shit? Okay, that's it. Thank you, Stephen. Um, do we have any in-person public comment? Yep. The one thing missing on this thing is we reviewed a complaint. Nothing. And you know, the frustrating part about that is I came to you guys and tried to submit a bias-based complaint and it was refused. What the hell? What the hell? I tried to submit a bias-based complaint on the fact that they were biased against me just because I wanted accountability. Well, what is bias, guys? They don't want my camera out there, so they're going to break, break their own rules and violate laws and violate federal law to go against it. And then you guys don't push back. Why didn't somebody say to the police, hey, what, what's going on? Why can't we do this? You have the authority to do that. Did anybody ask that question? Because nobody came back to me and said, well, this, this is not the right way to do this. Here's how the right way to do this is. That didn't happen. And uh, right now we have an officer on the street that tried to defend Brad Williams, claiming you had a bias. But he's still out there patrolling. I'm kind of curious how, and, and that, that was his union buddy. There's your union aspect of this. The union pulls no punches to defend their officers. And they punch high, don't they, Mark? I couldn't believe that out of all the people at the police department, they accused him. I got a lot of audio recordings that you guys might like to hear. If you guys really want to take some action and find out information and learn what's really going on, drop me an email. I'll send them over to you. Any other public comment for this agenda item? Okay, uh, should we vote to go ahead and approve and send this on? Or do we have further board discussion? Board Taylor, board member Taylor. Board member Murray Taylor, I wanna thank everyone who's ad added public comment on this item. I think that it, uh, board members, uh, my fellow board members probably feel some frustration as well with how much we wish we could have accomplished this year. Um, and the fact that one bullet item related to the draft ordinance took up so much of our time. And we feel like we accomplished that and that took a lot of work that um, 
I do think was appreciated at some level because it did lead to where we are now and going forward with the work group, which is a good outcome. So um, that didn't feel good at the moment when when after we had turned in what we thought was a a good draft. So I think that it does like the report doesn't really capture the amount of hours and time and thought that went into just that one bullet item. So that's all I would like to say. Thanks. This is Chair Robinson. Thank you, Board Member Taylor. I think we can all echo that for sure. Um, board Member Littleton. Yeah, this is Board Member Littleton. I, I certainly can echo it because I was on the subcommittee that started from the ground up on working on that for the last several years. And I know we don't necessarily comment to public comment, but there's some true frustration on this side of, of the fence as well um, with the time it's taken to get where we are. And, the, and I'll just say this, I, I was happy to see that the top-down study with CityGate was done, but in, in the meantime, in the progress of the board, that put us on hold for a long time. It's really important information we got feedback from, but it still put us at a stop stopping point for quite a long time and it's still affecting us. And um, I have to really refrain on some of this because I put a lot of my personal time for three and a half years here. And um, I would love to be a lot further along and, and it's extremely frustrating. So I, I feel Alex Kerr's you know, thoughts, Michael's, all of you, because you know, we, we've put a lot of personal time into this. So appreciate everybody's comments and we'll just keep trying to move forward and hopefully with the work group, we can, we can take that and then we'll take the next thing and we'll just keep and get up, get the ball rolling because that's what we need to do now. We have to keep moving and become effective and utilizing what we have in the ordinance as it stands and get moving on. So thank you all. Thank you, board member Littleton. Do I see any other hands for board members? I, I do wanna say, you know, I think that's part of the reason why we're doing this planning retreat is to make sure the time that we're spent waiting for a new ordinance isn't wasted and is really targeted and utilized well. And um, we can see some, some measurable steps forward, right, towards our community's concerns. Um, so hopefully we can still continue achieving those um, those goals while the the work group is is doing their thing. Okay. Any other board discussion? Okay. We'd like to. Would someone like to um, motion to approve the report and submit it to the city commission? Vice Chair Mishra. Board Member Mishra, I move that we approve the report and move it to the City Commission. Do we have a second? Board Member Littleton, Taylor, Littleton. Marie was fine. She can do it. Well, I just, this Board Member Littleton, I, I move as well. I, on Sanjay's move motion there, I mean to approve this. Okay, let's go ahead and vote to approve the CPRB annual report and submit it to the city commission. 
I'm starting with uh, board member Minor. Board member Minor, aye. Board member Salvini. Board member Salvini, aye. Board member Littleton. Board member Littleton, aye. Board member Taylor. Board member Marie Taylor, aye. Board member Mishra. Board member Mishra, aye. Chair Robinson, aye. The ayes have it uh, with six aye votes. We'll go ahead and approve and submit that to the city commission. Okay, moving on to um, our next agenda item. Um, and we're doing pretty well in time. So this is the last agenda item before we get into our executive session. Um, so well done, everyone. Uh, so, uh, so we're selecting three members from the CPRB to serve on the Community Police Oversight Work Group. Um, uh, Brandon, did you receive any uh, communication from board member Bickford about if she had any desire to serve on that work group since she's absent tonight? I did not. Okay. Um, I'll go ahead and open it up to board members to express interest in serving on the work group. Board member Littleton. Board member Littleton, I would like to um, put my name in the hat. I feel pretty strongly have been from the beginning on the complaint review process. So I'll be happy to serve as a proxy for one of you people. Steve Watts speaking. Thank you, Steve. We'll have time for public comment in just a second. Oh, I have my public comment. That'll come. Okay. Do we have um, any other board members? wishing to put yourselves forward for this work group. Uh, this is board member Minor. I'd like to be uh, considered for the work group as well. All right, thank you, board member Minor. Any other board members wishing to put themselves forward for this? And I'm, I'm not gonna step forward for this at this time, I just don't have capacity at this this moment. Okay, uh, this is oh, board member Taylor. This is board member Murray Taylor. I just have an idea that perhaps uh, one of the other, I, I, this is my last meeting for the board, so I will not be able to serve on this work group, but, um, maybe have uh, one of the other two members um, agree to fill the slot, uh, at, um, um, but uh, have Bigford be an alternate in case that she wanted to have been selected. So does that make sense? Like, I don't know if that's allowed, but maybe there's a way to, to be serving uh, in, in case she does not want to serve on the work group. Ms. Chair Robinson. Yeah, definitely, I, I don't wanna volunteer anyone, you know, and I guess if there are only two people tonight that are enthusiastically interested in serving on the oversight work group that we shouldn't um, try to arm wrestle anyone else into it. Um, uh, board member Taylor. Uh, board member Marie Taylor, another idea is to leave that one slot vacant to the next meeting or when there is uh, my, um, the um, 
successor to my slot on the board is also there's that be perhaps Bickford and, and a new member would have the opportunity to join on that work group too. So that's a, another idea. Yeah, that's a good idea, Marie. Um, board member Littleton. Yeah, this board member Littleton, do we have um, maybe, are we getting closer to a time frame of when we this may come into fruition as far as the work group? I can speak to that, Madam Chair. Um, so the uh, the city commission has appointed their uh, five nominees as of this last Tuesday, um, a very strong list of nominees. So uh, this is the last step in forming the work group. Um, we uh, have a facilitator uh, who is getting ready to go. And I think the work group will probably, the facilitator will start meeting with each individual member of the work group first to get an idea of um, sort of hopes, concerns, uh, goals, that sort of thing. And, and just um, kind of I, I develop sort of a, a collective um, understanding of where the group is starting from. Uh, and so those meetings will, uh, we would anticipate them to start happening uh, end of August, beginning of September timeframe, uh, need to firm up the timeline of exactly when the facilitator can uh, begin the project. Um, so, so don't hold me accountable for that, that uh, for a specific date, um, but we hope right around that timeframe. Um, and then shortly after um, each of those individual meetings are completed, uh, the work group would start meeting. Um, I would anticipate uh, somewhere between five to seven meetings uh, total, and we'll definitely want to work with the um, volunteer work group members uh, to find times that that uh, tend to work, um, you know, are mutually available. Uh, and so very well could be um, evening or weekend meetings, um, kind of just depending on uh, the, the personal schedules of the group. Um, but we, we want to make sure that we are sensitive to it, to, um, the different demands that our volunteers in this work group are going to have on their, on their time. So, uh, so really hoping to complete this, um, within a, about a four month timeframe. This is chair Robinson. So, Oh, board member Littleton. Sorry, this board member Littleton, Brandon, thank you so much. This, this is exciting news that we're getting that, that big step closer. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah, we're, we share your enthusiasm, definitely. All right, this is Chair Robinson. Uh, board member Salvini. Uh, board member Salvini, um, if if the slot needs to be filled, I'm willing to do that. Um, and uh, on a on the basis that Ms. Taylor mentioned earlier, that if in fact there is another member that's interested, where we can make the change, um, I'm I'm willing to do that. Board member Littleton. This board member Littleton, did we talk about having a, 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 an alternate? Or is that what kind of what uh, Marie's talking about in case one of us is out? Is or do we want to? Robinson, I believe we discussed it, but decided that um, the members would really need to be involved in the whole process as, as much as possible um, instead of kind of jumping in and filling in. Yeah, I just had concerns if if I know I have a couple of travels coming up, so I'm not sure, you know, where that's going to land um, as far as time frame. So just something like that. 
remember Taylor. May remember Murray Taylor, maybe uh, Brandon could you could explain a bit more about whether these will be virtual or in person. So that might create some more flexibility for people on the work schedule. Yes, happy to. Um, thank you. We we would um, strongly encourage the work group to meet in person. Um, I think relationship building is is you know part of the collaborative process. Um, but obviously acknowledging that, you know, COVID is still very present among us and everybody has, uh, their own personal lives and, and all that comes with that to attend to, um, I think a virtual option is, is very reasonable. Um, just, you know, with, with the, the understanding that if possible attending in person would be ideal. Uh, this is a board member minor. And I think that virtual option needs to be a must because uh, of yeah. my uh, time frame as well, and uh, the ability to make sure that the uh, group stays focused. Yes, I can. I can tell you, city staff is very much used to working in a hybrid format um, with multiple. Um, staff members attending meetings in person and multiple members attending by Zoom in the same meetings. So we're comfortable working in that environment. Um, I just know there's there's definitely a human element to this that uh, doesn't always come through in, in two dimensions. So. This is Chair Robinson. So this is something that we really need to solidify tonight. Um, rather than leaving it open-ended to receive feedback from board member Bickford. That's kind of the understanding that I'm getting. Uh, Brandon. I, I can maybe offer some advice uh, uh, to, um, a, a motion could be to, to appoint uh, board members Littleton, Minor, and Salvini. Uh, and if, if one of those members would like to um, allow board member Bickford to, to serve in their place, um, the motion could be worded as such. Uh, but I do agree that, that um, the consistency and being able to um, attend all of the meetings or at least as many of the meetings as possible, as opposed to having a substitute for just one out of potentially seven meetings um, it's going to be important to uh, have that consistency. Okay. Um, any further, thank you, Brandon. Any further board discussion on this agenda item before we take public comment? This is a board member minor. Could you clarify the seven meetings? Is that seven meetings total? Or uh, please clarify that. Yeah, um, and, and I am I'm going off of memory, um, but uh, the I believe the facilitator proposal um, was for up to seven meetings. Uh, so ho hopefully, I mean the the work group will work at its own pace, um, and and it'll it'll meet as many times as needed. Um, but we would think that seven meetings would certainly be enough to get through um, the scope of work that we're looking at with with the complaint process and, uh, and then discussing, making recommendations about the CPRB's role in that process going forward. Can 
This is Chair Robinson. Any further board discussion? And thank you for clarifying that, Brandon. And board member Minor. Okay, we'll go ahead and take public comment. Um, let's start with Stephen. Hi. What's the name of the facilitator? Why is McGuire keeping it secret? I'll wait a second while you get the name, please. I have some other things to say, but I'd like to know the name of the facilitator. Thank you. Was it secret? This is Chair Robinson. Stephen, we don't typically comment on public comment. I know you don't typically, but this is a critical question, don't you think, Ms. Robinson? Is it out of order? Definitely. We policies, can are set up, policies are set up to facilitate. Am I supposed to sit here and not know the name of the facilitator when McGuire knows it? Hey, Stephen. Do you guys know it? Stephen. Hey, Stephen. Yes. I'm going to I'm going to talk a little bit loudly cuz you're coming through very loudly here. Um Sure I am. The the facilitator will be uh the name of the facilitator will be public information. We don't have a contract signed yet, so I want to honor our procurement process and make sure we don't get sideways uh with our procurement pr policy, but I can I can promise you I will send you an email with that name just as soon as the ink is dry on the contract. Thank you. Nothing to hide. That wasn't hard, was it? No, it was Moving not forward. hard. There's nothing to hide about it, Stephen. Okay. Then why do, you, why do you walk around it? I didn't walk around it. I, comments are supposed to I'm be I'm sorry. It's okay, Brandon. Forward. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I have... Stephen, comments are supposed to be directed to the chair and the board. You don't tell me what to do in a comment, sir. That's the board. There we go, Ms. Robinson. There's a prime example of the problems associated with these meetings. You get some yin-yang who works for the town and is in league with the police who doesn't really believe in this process. That's why after over a long time, Nothing is accomplished. Nothing has been accomplished. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Uh, this, uh, this move forward. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. I see Alex's hand. Uh, hi. Um, well, you know, I'm just going to say this again, just so the board understands <laughs> the community needs items from this board to be done. You know, I love this board. I love the Lawrence Police Department, but it's, it, it, it's something, we've been working on something so big that the community has been so excited for, but it's been a long time and the community is losing interest quickly. And I know that from engagement. Uh, and I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at anyone. It's just that the community needs something to be that is the Lawrence Police Department. That is a great police department, you know. Um, and I'm just the guy that does engagement. I'm not here to uh, say my personal uh, ideals. Um, I'm just here to provide this commission of what the people of the city of Lawrence thinks. Um, and I, I, it's just that the community is losing interest in this board, in this process, and it's driving me nuts. Uh, 
And I do want to say, uh, Mr. McGuire, I'm sorry for what just happened. And uh, I think you are probably, you are a great city assistant city manager. Uh, and I thank you for serving as a staff liaison. And I have the other trust in you for anything that you do with this city. Uh, Ms. Taylor, thank you for being a board member on this on the CPRB. I think both of you have sent, uh, spent uh, way too much time on this, as we all have, and we're almost there. It's just that we all need something big uh, to happen, and I think it's all driving us nuts, and it's driving the communities really nuts because they've been waiting a long time for stuff to get done with this board, and it's just been waiting and waiting and waiting. Uh, but it's just get stuff done. It's just that you need to get stuff done to make the community happy. And the community is losing its interest in this board. And it's not making this board look good. That's what I have to say. Uh, and again, Mr. McGuire, I thank you for your time. And Ms. Taylor, I thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. Do we have any- I'd like to claim a minute if it's possible. Steven, I'm gonna go ahead and move on to our in-person public comment if we have any. Okay. Um, I just wanna make sure you guys all remember that the police department and the police union have redundancy. Don't forget this. And I want you to remember back to that meeting where they said all four of those individuals are gonna have a vote. Redundancy, remember? You guys are appointing three members. You are the board. You don't have to ask permission for how you word this motion. You could very easily appoint three members and three alternates if you so choose to do. My last thing is, are we gonna have comment on this executive session or no? I, I just, I, okay. Yes, Actually, I'm just going to go ahead and get out of here. But this executive session that you guys are about to go into, if you guys are trying to make the public a threat to you, like many of other boards have done around this town, that is a mistake. Impassioned redress is not a crime. We've learned that over the last few weeks. Cursing at a meeting is not a crime. We've learned that over the last few meetings. If the police department would take a cue from the sheriff, about earning and retaining the public's trust. That's all that's required. And it's not a hard process if you set your mind to doing it instead of hiding things and covering up, not implying that Brandon was hiding anything. And I appreciate your answer to that question. Thank you, Michael. Okay, um, do we have any board discussion following public comment on this agenda item? Uh, board member Littleton. This board member Littleton, you know, I do want to kind of take a step back on the um, selection of three board members to serve on the work group, you know, and I do get the Brandon's point as far as staying focused, obviously, with who's on this in order to move through the complaint process, but you know, we do, we can make that call here. We have, we can have, 
you know, we can have all the alternatives we want, whether we utilize them or not, but we can certainly word it that way to have those available. So we don't leave that option out. Um, and once again, maybe we don't use it, maybe we, we do, but we would have that option. So that's something I think is food for thought. So we're not minimizing with just three of us. Just my thoughts as well. for discussion on Board Member Littleton's comments. Board Member, uh, Vice Chair Mishra. Board Member Mishra, I, I think what Board Member Littleton said is very reasonable. So we can say these three are the members and the other three are alternates. So at the end of the day, when you have a chance to vote, somebody is there present. Okay, any other board discussion on this? Okay, any um, city staff feedback on this option? I Brandon McGuire, Assistant City Manager. I can speak on behalf of city staff. Um, you know, when we collaborated collaborated with the board members to draft the project proposal, the work group proposal, um, we were open to uh, any number um, up to all members of the police review board serving on this. And um, I think that's probably the position we maintain. Uh, so, you know, whether it's three um, or alternating three or um, uh, you know, any any combination of uh, board members serving, I, we would we would welcome that. We just look forward to working collaboratively um, with the board members and the community members on this. Okay, so this is Chair Robinson. So um, it sounds like potentially nominating um, board members Minor, Salvini, and Littleton um, with um, the option of if one of those board members is unavailable for a meeting to reach out to the rest of the board for uh, a substitute to fill in for that meeting. Is that what we're saying? Any board discussion about that? Uh, this is board member Minor. I think we should look at that from a case by case basis because as you're going through the process of uh, trying to determine where we're at in regards to the task, there may be a, a, a situation that arises where someone doesn't have to get pulled in, or that person can review that information virtually, or uh, review the documents, or re review the actions if they're um, filmed or recorded uh, following that. So there's a, there are different options that we can discuss uh, a way to keep the uh, activities moving forward, as opposed to uh, always needing to have seven people there. Because I think that in that situation, we're gonna create a lot of stops in, in our process. So uh, we can review that once again on a case-by-case -case basis. Thank you for that board member Meyer. This is Chair Robinson. So maybe, um, Nominating the three 
board members to serve on the um, work group and um, reaching out to the rest of the CPRB for substitutes as needed. Does that cover that, I think? Uh, Vice Chair Mishra? So, board member Mishra, so why didn't you vote the resolution? Because this has got to go through a resolution to say three alternates and everybody else means three nominated and everybody else has alternates. And you bring them in as needed. So, but you got to pull that into the resolution. Board member Salvini. I, I like what uh, board member Salvini, I, I like what uh, board member Minor, uh, his contribution there. I think um, I think the importance of, of, have, of, of having that seat at the table and making sure that this, the board is represented there, I think is important. I also would like to add with respect to what he said, that, that all of us make a commitment to be active by observing, accessing information, and making sure that in the future we have a place on the agenda to report. Um, so, so the board is is not. Um, so the board is in, included in the process as it's happening uh, through the meetings and the sessions that the work group has. Mr. Chair Robinson, I think that's a really, those are some really good points that you make, um, Tanya. Um, so I've just made a note to have just a standing agenda item once the work group has begun its work, but then a commitment from all of us to, to review the, the meetings, review the materials, right? Um, so that we can all stay up to date on that. Yeah, I think those are really good insights. Um, Okay, any other board discussion? Okay, so just to clarify, I'm not making a motion, but to clarify, we're nominating three board members to serve with the remaining CPRB members um, to be utilized as backups as needed with the understanding that all CPRB members um, will stay informed of the work group's progress. Is that clear? encompass everything. Okay. Someone like to make a motion? I I don't know if I'm allowed to make the motion. Um, but... I, I'm really... <laughs> okay, uh, Denny, uh... yep. Yes, Jenny, I'm willing to make the, so this board member, Mishra, I'm willing to make the motion that we will nominate board member Minor, board member Littleton, board member Salvini to the working group with all the, the alternate members, with all the other members of the board as alternates and that the board alternate members will keep abreast of the happenings of the CWG. Is that? This is board member Minor. I second that motion. Thank you. 
Okay, we can go ahead and vote. There's no further comments or discussions. Um, we'll start with uh, board member Minor. Aye. Board member Salvini. Board member Salvini, aye. Board member Littleton. Board member Littleton, aye. Board member Taylor. Board member Murray Taylor, aye. Vice Chair Mishra. Board member Mishra, aye. Chair Robinson, aye. The ayes have it. Passes with six yes votes. Okay. Um, all right. So we are a little behind schedule. I just want to check in with city staff that we are okay to proceed with our final agenda item. Yes. Uh, yeah. If the board would like to um, recess into executive session, we are still able to do that. Um, and Madam Chair, for purposes of uh, um, uh, reading this motion, uh, it is important to read the full motion. Um, and since this is uh, scheduled for 30 minutes um, in the motion, uh, you would state that uh, the, the um, CPRB would reconvene at approximately 8.32 p.m. or 9.32 p.m. Sorry. 9.02 p.m. Okay. Are, so are we going to reconvene in this space after the executive session? Yes. Okay. All right. Um, so uh, any board discussion about this agenda item? Okay. Uh, any public comment on this agenda item? Alex, is your hand raised? Mr. Chair of the Civic Engagement Commission. No, it is not. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Stephen? Hi. Why are, why are you guys doing this? I mean, in the brief period of time that we've been jibber-jabbering about it, I actually looked at it. Can you believe that? He looked at the rules. <laughs> to discuss matters relating to security measures, if the discussion blah, 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 for purposes of this paragraph, security means measures that protect against criminal acts intended to intimidate or coerce the civilian population, influence government policy by intimidation or coercion, or to affect the operation of government by disruption of public services, mass destruction, I assume, et cetera. I assume you guys have all read that. You see, it'd be too much like right for to, to hear back. Yeah, mm -hmm, we read it. So these are kind of joke meetings. And Mr. Kerr, notwithstanding, who pats everybody on the back, who you hold responsible, Alex, for the ineptitude of this group? Nothing personal, you guys. You're trying, but you have been subjected to nothingness by bureaucrats. I don't get it. So here we are going into executive session. Help me to understand why. That's... I don't get it. I mean, am I supposed to hang around for the next 32 minutes and find out what happens? Uh, that's, I, I don't know. Thanks. Thank you, Stephen. Um, Alex, did I see your hand raise? Uh, yes, uh, I, I, I actually do want to talk about this. Uh, there's no concerns with going into uh, recess into executive session from me. Uh, I do not really mind that this board is doing that. I have no notions that they should not. So uh, I don't mind at all. 
really that this uh, board is doing this. Uh, and I am here, like I said, I'm here only to provide engagement to this board. City staff knows and all of you know, uh, that's all what I'm here to do. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. Any other public comment on this agenda item? Okay, uh, any board discussion? Okay, would anyone like to make a motion? Knowing that we need to read it directly off of the agenda. Board member Taylor. Board member Murray Taylor, I'll give it a shot. Thank you. Uh, make a motion to recess into executive session for approximately 30 minutes to discuss security measures pursuant to KSA 75-4319B12, the public discussion of which would jeopardize such security measures. The Community Police Review Board will resume its regular meeting in the City Commission room at approximately 9.02 p.m. at the conclusion of the executive session. This is Chair Robinson. It looks like it might be closer to 9.06, but I'm sure that's okay. <laughs> well, we, we, yes, we do need to be precise. Okay. So I, I, I will, for the purpose of the, of the record, uh, revise the motion to read 9.06 um as, as the time that the board will reconvene in the city commission room okay do we have a second for this yeah, board board member marie taylor i i accept that revision do we have a second for this motion let's do it quickly board before member. it turns eight thirty-seven. board member salvini i second okay let's vote um board member minor aye board member salvini board member salvini aye Board Member Littleton. Board Member Littleton, aye. Board Member Taylor. Board Member Marie Taylor, aye. Board Member Mishra, Vice Chair Mishra. Board Member Mishra, aye. Chair Robinson, aye. We will recess into executive session back here at 9.06. Need this uh, Sorry, I was muted. Um, I, I don't think Sanjay is going to log back in, and it is okay to proceed with the meeting without him. Okay, this is Chair Robinson. We've concluded the executive session, and we have nothing to report on. Um, last item on our agenda is to adjourn. Um, do we have a motion to adjourn? This is Board Member Salvini. I so move that we adjourn. Do we have a second? Uh, this is Board Member Minor. I second that motion. All right, let's vote to adjourn. Uh, board member Littleton? Aye. I'm ready. <laughs> board member Minor? Aye. Board member Taylor? Board member Marie Taylor? Aye. Board member Salvini? Board member Salvini? Aye. Chair Robinson? Aye. The ayes have it. We are now adjourned. Thank you all for sticking through a longer meeting tonight. Yeah. Brandon, thanks for everything. Hi, everybody. Thank you. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Brandon. And Marie. Bye, board member Taylor. Bye, Marie. Bye, Marie.